Yeah, today's debate is already difficult enough because I'm I'm in favor of attacking North Korea, right? Hey, Don't man. talk too fast because you may be shocked at my argument today. It does make me think. So then it's going to be an interesting one then. I think, yeah. Should we get started? Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Today's debating motion is North Korea. Should we preemptively attack? Sebastian, are you prepared to wipe out North Korea? Sebastian? Hello? Ah, you're back. Lost you. Yeah, I don't know if it's on my end or yours. It's maybe on my end. Just when I ask you if you're prepared to wipe out North Korea, the connection was gone. Now maybe maybe we needed that break for our friends from the NSA and the Russian uh, Russian Secret <laughs> Service to 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 dial into our conversation. No, it's uh, rather that uh, <laughs> our listeners should listen carefully to this debate today because it could be the last one they'll ever hear. Right? Because depending on what we discuss, who knows? Kim Jong Kim Jong Un could decide to strike or send a missile to wherever we're based. So. Uh, You should uh, very carefully listen to today's podcast and vote and vote also, because depending on your vote, maybe we'll be spared from a nuclear attack. Who knows? We should rephrase today, today's debating topic. It's not North Korea should we preemptively attack. Actually, it's more like who is scaring you more today? <laughs> That's probably the better debate motion, indeed. <laughs> All right. As so. I said before, actually, for some of our debates, I sometimes use the the maybe the risk or slightly the emotional risk associated with a debate motion and today i will have to use that although i think there's some rational arguments to support the the risk not just the emotional aspect of it aha uh -huh. so maybe we got a glimpse into sebastian's debating tactics today are you ready let's do this <laughs> ah we do this okay let's do this Sebastian goes first and argues for the motion. This is a message for Kim Jong-un, the dictator of North Korea. This is a debate. This is not a committee that will decide whether to proceed or not with an attack. And my side was randomly assigned. <laughs> and I say this because they had a bit of a scare out there in Korea when they saw the dictator, the film a few years ago, um, and they launched a number of attacks after that. So, you know... I just want to make sure that this is just a debate. <laughs> Now, seriously. <laughs> 3rd of June, 1980, 2.30 a.m. June 1980, 2.30 a.m. An urgent warning came to the U.S. authorities that the Soviet Union was launching a nuclear attack on the U.S. It's a real story. True story. Fighter planes took off. Fighter planes actually took off. The launch keys of the nuclear weapons of the U.S. were removed from the safe. You know what happened? Well, obviously, no, no nuclear weapons were launched because of what happened the last second. They realized there was a defective computer chip, which had sent a false alarm into the U.S. command and control center. The previous year, a highly realistic training tape would have been used, and similarly, there was a false alarm. Now, that was the U.S. with rational people, back then at least, and they thought there was a nuclear attack going on. Now, imagine we're looking at North Korea now. And there's a complete lack of rationality. So don't even talk about just accidents, someone pressing the red button. Just imagine this crazy dictator and crazy generals around him, very sensitive, 
very paranoid. Look at the film, The Dictator, as I was mentioning, or the fact that he killed his half-brother in the airport of Malaysia. And then anything can happen. We're not even just talking about glitches. The thing is, and I'll conclude my first two minutes with that, North Korea is very, very close to having all the elements in place. Intercontinental ballistic missiles with a nuclear warhead. They have all the elements in place almost. Do we want to wait? I say no. We have to attack first. These guys are crazy. Let's not play with those fools. And now on to Dirk. Yeah, I know that we tend to think of North Korea as poor and backwards country with a mad and dangerous leader, and you kind of fell into that trap uh, yourself. But a dear friend of mine actually traveled there. She visited North Korea two years ago, and she came back with pictures that look like a country that uh, you could also look at with Western eyes. It's a pretty normal country with uh, regular people regular traffic I've seen crazier in other parts of the world. North Korea also is likely to have nuclear weapons. You're right on that. And it's not close. They are actually having it. They definitely had a couple of nuclear missile tests. And there have been plenty of other weapons in that country. North Korea is a country with one of the largest armies of this planet. 1.3 million soldiers in active duty. 4.7 million reservists. North Korea isn't easy to, to fight with. They are not easy to defend. They are not easy to overwhelm in one strike. If the mighty US army marches in, um, then we are not done with that. That basically starts a war. Attacking North Korea means a full-scale war in a region that is dangerously close to armed conflict already. There are, there are countries like Japan discussing to arm themselves. Uh, China is having interest in the region. And by the way, they are protecting North Korea as it stands right now. So um, given that they have nuclear weapons, given that the region is volatile as it is, then a preemptive attack is about the most stupid thing that we can do in the region. And therefore, I'm against the motion. Now it's Sebastian's turn. Let's hear his rebuttal. The fact that North Korea may have perfectly normal citizens is not the question today. The fact is their leadership is crazy. And if you're not convinced enough, look at how the dictator has assassinated his half-brother using the most deadly weapon, uh, chemical weapon, the VX thingy, which I had never heard of. He's ready to use that in an airport. I mean, how, how more crazy can you get? Um, and I'm not suggesting here to use nuclear attack on them. And we can go back into the actual details of what we could do. The thing is, you're not proposing any alternative. You're just saying, well, we can just sit and wait until they become just crazy. They launch missiles, which will not be able to be, uh, pre well, once they're launched, will not be able to strike them down. There will be some casualties. There will be some nuclear weapons falling on U.S. soil or Japan or Korea. It, it, it is very, very likely to happen. Here's the thing. Maybe by taking down the leadership, the dictator, some of the generals, the army generals, the rest of the army will be topless. And in general, in that case, when the army does not have any commander in charge, they don't know what to do. So they will most likely surrender in that case, however big or small the army. Now, some additional points here. The more you wait, the more tricky it becomes, the more risky it becomes. They keep launching missiles. They keep testing it becomes more and more dangerous. Do we really want to wait until it's too late, until they 
actually manage to make their nuclear warhead small enough to fit on their inter- on an intercontinental ballistic missile. I'm not sure we can afford to wait. Now, if you tell me you're ready to take the risk, I am not. And I don't think we have a better alternative right now than to do something about it. Now, what is that something? I'll give you some concrete examples. The thing is, by striking, they could retaliate. So we don't want this to happen. If you launch an all-in war, they will fight back. There could be retaliation too. So we have to be very subtle. We have to include different allies. And here are a few examples. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy at all. But we have to start thinking about it now. First of all, you could pretend there is a fake nuclear uh, plow plant in Seoul, which has gone haywire, and you need to evacuate Seoul, right? So just to make it seem that we need to protect the population for other reasons. Now, it's going to be tricky to organize, but you can try to do something around that so that if there's retaliation by North Korea, that the majority of the population is saved. The second thing is China would officially not support a war in North Korea. But we can have secret talks. It has happened throughout history to get armed forces from China, which also has a massive army, to get into North Korea. Now, why would China do this? It is in China's interest. They want to have an area of influence. They would never tolerate having the U.S. at their borders. So they have a vested interest in doing this secretly, not officially. So by putting all these elements in place, we don't wait until it's too late. We have to stop being naive and just save the planet from some crazy dudes out there who have this red button they can play with. Dirk, let's hear it. Hate to burst your bubble, Sebastian, but people that kill other people are not constitute crazy just because they do so. We have people like Putin, who has much more nuclear weapons than uh, the North Korean dictator and who allegedly killed people too. We have US presidents that are not that sane either. So the argument, there is a crazy guy in office, we have to protect ourselves, that's not cutting it. Because let's face it, um, in the region and with what probably Kim Jong-un tries to accomplish, it's not that crazy. Because once he has nuclear weapons and let's assume we are not preemptively striking, then he has a place at the table and that may be working to his advantage and to the advantage of North Korea. So there is some logic to it. He's not acting completely completely without logic right now. So why is he building nuclear weapons? Because he wants to be able to use them as a leverage discussing with other large, powerful players in the global, global political um, landscape. Now let's go to the weapons um, back. Um, I'm not talking about in a preemptive strike necessarily that the US throws an atomic bomb on North Korea. But we can be pretty sure if we start attacking North Korea, then North Korea will defend itself with everything they have. And they also have nuclear weapons. Now let's, let's make that a bit more concrete. What are we talking about? Hiroshima. Hiroshima might be the, the smallest bomb that ever was thrown in a nuclear arsenal on this planet. Today's bombs have almost 10 times as much um, power. In comparison, this bomb back then looks like a child's toy. Um, that's still pretty theoretic, so let's explain that further. Hiroshima bomb detonated 580 meters above ground. It produced 6,000 centigrees on the ground, and 70,000 people died that moment. North Korea can use one of these weapons and trade a city for the, just us engaging in a war with them. And what for? 
to avoid that Kim Jong-un has a seat on the table and that we are actually engaging in politics, diplomacy and real trade with them instead of coloring them as crazy people in the backwards country, I think we need another tactic. That's, that's just not working. That's, Kim Jong-un did tests with 30 kilotons in force. That's easily enough to wipe not only Seoul from the face of the earth. Apart from that... Let's park that for a moment and talk about the third question. Who do you think would take up arms for a conflict like this? I give you a list and you choose. North Korea, of course. China. The US is in there. Um, assuming that North Korea shoots back, we might see NATO joining. Uh, South Korea, of course. Uh, in the region are a couple of other Asian countries that are not exactly peaceful as well. So we talk about a world war here that you're about to start. A world war because we are scared of someone else joining a table that starts to feel quite crowded already. And uh, someone we color as being crazy because he kills other people, individuals, yes, in airports. But I think there is a history of uh, leaders killing people that are not colored as crazy. And we make a difference for Kim Jong-un. So, sorry, I rest my case here. I'm not only against the motion, I think it's madness. <laughs> Final statements. Next up, Sebastian. Yes, some people are crazy, not just presidents who look orange on TV screens. But here's the thing. With people like Putin, like Trump, it is possible to negotiate. They're not paranoid. They may, in the case of Putin, murder uh, political opponents but they're not paranoid to the point of going crazy and thinking that their half-brother may take over at some point. And this is a key difference. Uh, North Korea seems to be willing to take all the risks. It's a little bit like uh, suicide terrorists. When people are ready to die, there's no negotiation possible. I don't think Putin himself is ready to put Russia or his own family or his friends at stake. And that's a key difference in negotiation. So we have to stop being naive. Yes, there's a risk of war. There probably would be war, but we have to stop being naive. And the thing is, I started this uh, debate by talking about false alarms. That's, the, that's another major risk I see. Some guy in North Korea may think the U.S. is attacking, attacking when it's not and launch a missile, and then we're not ready. So I'm rather in favor of a war that we can control a little bit than just to wait and then just the worst things happen. So yes, let's preemptively think about how to attack North Korea to get rid of their leadership and make the world safer. Dirk. You talk as if a starting missile also means a landing missile. We know that there are untamed missile systems. So let's build that up. I'm with you on preemptive measures. So let's put him on the table. Discussing with the guy probably helps against paranoia as well. My case is this. It is impossible to win an armed conflict with North Korea in one swift move. There is no decapitating move that we can think of. Second, it will bring the whole world into a war right away. Third, if only half of our Western propaganda regarding Kim Jong-un is true, then attacking North Korea will almost certainly lead to a nuclear weapon being deployed. And that will lead to the death of hundreds of thousands just because we think he's crazy. And here is where, again, I rest my case. I think this is irresponsible and uh, therefore I hope our audience joins me in being against that motion. 
thank you for listening. And as usual, give us a rating on iTunes and vote to vote whether we should preemptively attack North Korea or not. Go to our website, todebate.net. You can also add comments uh, directly on the website. Anything else to add, Dirk? No, it was really a very interesting debate. Thank you for making it a tough one. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Okay, that was the debate. Now you can say that you agree with me. Agree with you in what? That we should preemptively attack. No. Come on. Deep. No. <laughs> no, it's madness. It's Right. Did, did I prepare something wrong? Yeah. Should should Europe preemptively attack the US is actually just a perfect debate. Should we ally with the Russians? <laughs>